Guys, we should eat some taquitos. Dude, I had taquitos for dinner last night. They're fucking good, man. Yeah, after beating off. Beating off. They're better before beating off, because I, like I like to feel that I'm a little too full every time I do it. Oh, I, that's that's unpleasant. I'm not Jesus, grossed out by Jesus, that. Reese's loop. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sounds like everyone... Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, yeah, the, two. The energy is exactly where I like it to be. Tuesday, Tuesday podcast episode 291. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the support class of podcasting, Tyler Dryblad. All right. Hey, everybody. Gonna cast some buffs on this podcast, I guess. Uh, we've got Shred Farber with us today. What's up, Shred? Just meddling over here. <laughs> Sick brat. They can't see uh, the guitar. We, you know that, right? When we do the video, when we do the video version of this podcast, people really like all my sweet <laughs> visual gags. Yeah. Once Absolutely. we get to ten listeners, we'll start a video version. <laughs> ten listeners. Let's do this on Twitch, right? Oh, uh, everyone's yeah. going to Twitch these days. Seems that way. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, another use for beer. Um, flying with beer, and then we're going to have to take a deep introspective look at some of the mistakes we've been part of. So that will be part of the podcast today. I know, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. When you say we, does um, that include Jed? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, I'm going to make a mistake right now in asking Jed to describe his beer, so go ahead with that, Jed. Okay, well, <laughs> God, you really like starting these podcasts off strong, don't you? All right. I mean, if you ever did a good job, maybe I would say something different. <laughs> I don't know how. Okay, I have Buck Snort Stout. Okay, um, good job. You read the words. Which is from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Huh. Yeah, so I don't know if either of you have ever had that before. Uh, it's 7.0%. Very dark. Check at that. Super that dark. dark. And I'm going to taste it now for the first time. Mm. Uh, it's uh, nice. It feels it's a very quaffable ale. If I could borrow some parlance from the can, it's, I'd say it's like a West Coast style stout. Um, Does it? Because it says it. Because it says it. Well, describe a West Coast style stout. I actually I couldn't. I don't I don't know what. A, I like I feel like a West Coast IPA is a thing. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think of a West Coast stout as a its own subgenre. Me neither. So I feel like when I like really dig in and like try hard, it just kind of goes over your guys' heads. So it just doesn't <laughs> feel like it's worth the time. <clears throat> Does it taste like coffee? Does it taste roasty, chocolatey, bready? So, okay. Yes. So it tastes um, like coffee. It okay. tastes a little bit like coffee. But to me, okay. So the reason I wouldn't I wouldn't have said something like that is because that doesn't feel super unique to me in a stout because I always expect that. It's not necessarily unique, but you do want to mention that it's there. We're just trying to hit all the flavors. Okay, okay. So, yes, I would say this tastes um, more on the coffee edge. I'm not getting a lot of chocolatey flavor from this. Mm. You know what? Honestly, Jed, I'm proud of you for trying just now. So, good job. Maybe maybe I'll introduce you with a little more positivity next episode. You might have graduated up a little bit. You don't have to introduce me with more positivity. I don't think that brings my review down. I think it's my brain that brings it down. So, you're fine. Keep oh, doing okay. Great. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> solid, solid. Uh, okay, so I am I'm punishing myself this week with Sierra Nevada's Sierra Vesa which describes itself as an easy drinking lager. It's 5%, and I wouldn't think of this as a punishment if it hadn't been like $11 when I bought it at the store, Oof. which is pretty rough. Why? Why would you do that? I, well, I didn't realize that it was going to be $11. Um, but I do think it's possible as a very strong uh, beer mile beer. Of course, I haven't tasted it yet. But, um, if, if it costs $11, you're going to drop $44? <laughs> <laughs> 
don't. Oh, it's not like one beer costs eleven dollars. That's insane, you guys. No, a six pack. Okay, you didn't say that. You know well, that, right? How would, how would we ever guess? You're like, no, not one beer costs. Yeah, okay, $11. you're right. That, that is my bad. That's my bad. Quantity. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. A six pack costs eleven dollars, which is it's just too much for just a lager. I think having not had it, bear in mind. Um, uh, when I poured it, it had a lot of head, but it disappeared so quickly that I couldn't even look at the bubble uniformity. Um, it is super pale or like clear. I can see right through a lot of a lot of bubbles, but shooting up from the bottom. It tastes uh, like the base, or excuse me, it smells like the basement of uh, Theta Chi. That's good. That's a good one. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely like a mexican style lager it's pretty light it's kind of it really reminds me of tecate more than anything else but i feel like i could just drink tecate for a lot cheaper but it's not horrible uh at least initially sam what do you have uh, i have founders sumatra mountain brown this is an imperial brown ale brewed with sumatra coffee i assume that real coffee fans know stuff about sumatra coffee or else they wouldn't have pointed it out but i don't I don't really know enough to be snooty. The idea of an All imperial... I know is that they've got that weasel poop coffee. Is that a Sumatra thing? I don't know. I mean, there's they they. Oh, I think it's called civet coffee, where uh, it's made by um, fermenting the coffee beans that have passed through a weasel. Yeah, I I had a civet coffee beer on the show. Yeah. Um. Anywho, uh, the idea of an imperial brown ale is odd to me because I think of. Like, if you are turning up the dial on dark beer, like, it goes from brown ale to porter to stout. Uh-huh. So, so, like, imperial means turn turn the knob. So, like, is this a porter? I don't understand. Um, I mean, wouldn't it just be, like, a more flavorful and higher ABV brown ale? I think that's called a porter. I, I would disagree. I think there are different characteristics between a brown ale and a porter. I'm sure you're right, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> okay, all right. Definitely higher ABV. This is 9%. All right. Well, I don't know. I feel like a porter, weirdly enough, is a lighter mouthfeel than your typical brown ale. So this comes through a lot to me like a, like a coffee porter. Damn. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that no matter what it tasted like, but it totally does. Very rich in the coffee, which I'm digging. A little bit of smokiness to it, maybe like a roasty situation. I, I'm not the biggest porter fan, but I, I like this so far. I like the coffee aspect. What's the mouthfeel like? It's pretty watery. Okay. Which I think hey, is true of a porter beer. and a brown ale. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I tried. Let's see. We'll start with the dumbest article this week, I think. So from LonelyPlanet.com. What it's like to fly on the world's first craft beer airline. Wow. Now, this is actually something of a follow-up. We had, a while back, reported on uh, our favorite brewers, BrewDog, charting like their own airline, BrewDog Airlines. And this is their first flight. It's just a little report on the first flight. Uh, I guess they had announced BrewDog Airlines like pretty soon after they had moved to uh, uh, opened up some breweries in America in 2017. They packed a bunch of people onto this flight, and they took them from London to Columbus, Ohio, and they gave them a bunch of beer. They made a special beer for this flight called Flight Club IPA. Ha, 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 ha. I get it. Yep. You don't talk about this beer, though. We're breaking the first rule. And the second rule. This beer's name is Robert Paulson. It's, it's apparently, it's kind of interesting because, like, we all know that going up into the air dulls your senses right that's why everybody loves like ginger ale and tomato juice when you're up in the air because they're like the only things you can taste the way you said that it sounded like a drink consisting of those two items which i think would not be great no that's exactly what i meant each one costs eleven dollars so you have a 22 dollar <laughs> mixed drink that has no alcohol in it exactly so they this this flight club was made with like a heavy dose of zesty citrus, Simcoe, and Chinook hops, says the article, to help intensify flavors during air travel, which I think is kind of interesting. I do wonder if this will be available anywhere there other than on their own airline. 
Yeah, it, it would be interesting to, like, to try it and be like, mm, too zesty. Because that would right. mean it's perfect for air travel. Yeah, right. Like, I wonder if, A, they're going to just sell it, like, on the ground. Because that doesn't seem to be, like, what it was made for. So I feel like it might be bad. Or, B, if they're going to, like, let other airlines sell this, you know? Because they sell beer on airlines. They should probably push it to other airlines. That's, or or if they're going to just keep it themselves. I wonder, do they not distribute this? Like, there's a picture of everyone drinking this beer on this plane. But uh-huh. do they hand it out to you as you board? In which case, people <laughs> are definitely going to crack this before they wait, get in the air. Wait. I want to say that when you say everyone on this plane, you mean all the people that are all white males on this planet. I, I, I see one white female, I think. I mean, I don't know how any of these people identify, of course, but Correct. seemingly at least uh, almost two, all male. Uh, I see two seemingly white females. Oh, they're next to each other. Double yeah. white female. Get it? Twins. <laughs> Great. Yeah, um, this is exactly the group of people I expected to see in this picture. <laughs> Like upsettingly so. Yeah, the the person who my eye goes to first has like a goatee and hipster glasses and is a little too old to be rocking that look, which is I really I who I think of. The um, the bloated uh, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> you look at the bloated Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. The, yeah well, you mean the Jim Gaffigan? Yeah. Well, he kind of looks like Becca's dad if like he was dying. <laughs> okay. Well, brutal. <laughs> And that, that ticks a lot of boxes for me. <laughs> uh, so would you do this? Does this sound fun to you? Mm, no. No. Um, I've been drunk on a plane before, and it's not my favorite place to be drunk. And also, I think I'm on record as saying I just don't like BrewDog that much. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about BrewDog is we have a lot of issues with them. Uh, in the states because their distribution is whack and they keep yeah. sending or at least they keep selling uh expired beer but you just can't buy a fresh brew dog out here uh i had uh, we there was a, a brew dog like brew pub spot when we were in belgium and i thought the beer was pretty good and the i mean the food too which is less relevant but i was like i'm not gonna say brew dog i done you dirty they should just I not mean, they should just not sell it here like right yeah. like just only sell it to somewhere where you can guarantee a good product. Right. Yeah, maybe it's a totally different experience in Europe. I'm willing to uh, entertain that possibility. But even if it was like, I don't know, even if like there was like Air Omegang, you know, I love Omegang. I still really wouldn't want to do this. But like, you would do it, you would definitely drink the beer if it was on a commercial flight, right? Yeah, Like to sure, try yeah. it. I would yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even if it costs like, 12 bucks, which it probably would on a different flight? I have these sick drink coupons sitting next to me. For oh shit! Balling out on Southwest. Yeah, just a little, just a little quick brag. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you just need another dozen or so of those, and you can take those to the club and make it rain. That's true. Go to a strip club by an airport, then it's worth something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely try the beer, probably even if it was like twelve dollars. Yeah, Sam, I would. Now that we talked about it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would um, never want to fly on a flight with these people that also wanted to specifically fly on a brew dog flight, though. Also, they call themselves equity punks. What? Because they own equity in brew dog. Nice. That's a sick. Because it's like if you think that they mean like equity, like equitable. Nope. Notions in social justice. Uh huh. Gotcha. One final thing I want to mention about the flight. <laughs> Apparently, they filled up all of the toilets before they landed. So, like, for the last couple hours, nobody could go to the bathroom. Uh, and according to the reporter, the pilot said they had never seen all of the uh, bathrooms on a 747 get filled up before. Wow. Like so, all the, all the these people things? were literally full of shit. Or piss. Probably piss. They're probably just drinking the whole time. Took a piss out of them. I, I mean, I do I do wonder if it's just like, it, guys, it's the first flight, drink as much of this shit as you want. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty Where funny, though. Where did you see that? It's, it's in the article somewhere. Uh, it's it's the, like the second it's, to last paragraph. It's like between the pictures, Jed. I know you were only looking at the pictures. <laughs> it's it's the paragraph above the final picture. Oh, there we go. Okay. 
toilets had to be two and a half hours before landing the toilets got shut off wow yeah now does it say two and a half somewhere tyler or were you able to turn the quick math around of 8.5 minus 5 you know you know that's not two and a half right it says two and a half two and a half hours before landing in columbus james watt came over the pa system to announce the toilets had to be closed yeah sam sam i know you were just paying attention to the numbers but they're actually words I just, I just assumed it was Tyler doing bad math. I guess it was the person writing this article did bad math? Well, maybe the toilets began to clog up five hours into it, and they got closed down two and a half hours before they landed. Began to clog up. I, I feel like clog is a binary. It's either right. clogged it or it's not. It doesn't not begin clogged. to clog. I have not yet begun to clog. No, no, I think... There was an hour in which nobody went to the bathroom, so it was like a Schrodinger's clog type situation, you know? There yeah, was definitely it, a time between when the first person who went to the bathroom couldn't flush and the last person tried to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't think it was one person and then the next. You know, there were definitely a couple people. I like to that. I like to imagine that right at the the okay, we gotta stop this, it was overflowed to the point where it was it was just surface tension, like there was oh. a bubble over the top of urine oh. and they were oh, like, yeah. Okay, okay, no more guys, this is gonna this bubble's gonna pop. That's when you pray for a smooth landing. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. There's not much more to say about this article, but it is something that we talked about. It happened. I I am curious about this Flight Club IPA, and I'd like to ask everybody to keep their eyes out for more news on that front. But um, any other final thoughts here? Bang. None from me. Coolio. Great. Oh, boy. Now, uh, Jed, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but before Sam got on, oh, we God. were chatting. A little bit. That was private. <laughs> we were chatting a little bit uh, about your recircumcision. Uh, you said your foreskin had grown back. Yeah. Um, so, no, that, <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> Dude, you had yeah, me. That's, you that's honestly had me. Like, I, I could try to play it off because the audience couldn't hear me, but I, I was so baffled, and I was ready to be like, man... Why'd you cut it back off? I think if my grew back, I'd be like, I... <laughs> you win. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you, you win, my penis. <laughs> Who knows more about what my penis should look like than my penis? I'm going to defer to it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> it's like when man. your mom tells you to get a haircut. I'm not going to cut my own dick skin off. It's not up to me. I'm going to continue on this tangent for a little bit. So when we when I went to New Orleans to visit with my family, all of a sudden my cousin Ariel went on this crazy anti-circumcision rant, like in the middle of dinner, and it was very uncomfortable. Not that I don't necessarily disagree with what she was talking about, but I was like, dog, I'm trying to eat. Please stop talking about how my tiny little penis received trauma before I could remember it. Yeah, I mean, you, it's hard to super argue against people that are against genital mutilation. <laughs> right. But, you know. There's a time, there's a time in place. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, for real, last time Jed was on the program, he was telling us uh, about how he was um, unemployed. And uh, you said you might have some, some news on the horizon on that front. Is that correct? Yes, it is. My friend works at uh, BNY Mellon, which is a banking institution. And uh, I'm not sure what that is. Is that the mattress that you keep your your um, coins stuffed into? It could, if that's what it is for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he said he has a job for me there that would they're desperately in need of people. So it would pretty much be a sure thing. I need no training prior to it. There's no turn on for Jed like the word desperately. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But, uh, and they would pay, like, the base pay is about 50K, <laughs> which would be cool. But it's also a soul-crushing job where you literally read through emails and highlight things and then consolidate emails that are similar. That's, like, the whole entire job. That doesn't so, sound great, but you do get paid $50,000 just to read stuff. That's pretty sweet. That's true. It would be a 9-to-5 job, which is what I am looking for. Right now, uh-huh. I'm looking for a little bit more rigid of a schedule, and it would be downtown, and it would take me about 10 minutes to commute. Like, that sounds nice. Yeah, and I wouldn't have to drive. Like, I could easily take the bus into town, like, no problem. Yeah. So it's that's all very appealing, but 
the one thing that is super unappealing is that if it sucks my soul out of my body, I have to stick with it long enough that I don't embarrass my friend by leaving early. That's true. So, how how yeah. long is long enough? Are we talking a year? No, I think six months would be. Okay. Six, uh, maybe a little longer than that, but at least That's six months. nothing. What? You're worried about committing to six months? Yes. To a job that's soul crushing, yeah. Yeah, that's that's about how long Douglas stuck it out out here before he got fired and made me look like a fool for recommending him. No, you didn't look bad for that, did you? No, I, the company's too big. No one, no one knows who the fuck I am. It's ten thousand of us. Nice. <laughs> Way to really stand out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah, six months doesn't seem that long, but it's like, you know. If I don't get to sleep ever every night, and then I gotta keep waking up and going to this job that makes me want to Why wouldn't myself. you sleep? Because I don't sleep well, dog. You don't sleep well? Nah, man. That's like my whole my whole jam. Your whole jam is that you don't, since when? You used to sleep great in college. You slept through everything. No, because I would go to bed at like 4:30 a.m. and then I would sleep like not more. I wouldn't sleep like 14 hours in a row. I would uh. sleep like eight hours offset to when everyone was awake or you would sleep 14 hours after being awake for 60 consecutive hours yeah yeah which is you know way worse for your body and mind yeah but i didn't choose it i read somewhere that when people are kept in total darkness they uh kind of naturally revert to like a 48 hour cycle in which they stay awake for about 36 hours and then sleep for about 12 hours really yeah. Uh, do they also go fucking insane? Yeah, uh, probably, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I would just, I, I, while the takeaway should be, oh, wow, that's interesting. Maybe we should reconsider if we should be on a planet with a different, uh, like, revolution cycle. But, but or, Sorry, rotational cycle. But really, my takeaway was, who the fuck did this study? Are they in jail? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a, I don't know, maybe... Maybe it's uh, maybe it was after talking to those Chilean miners, right? Who knows what they were up to? Probably. You know what? I was just thinking when would that study have been conducted, and the only thing I could think of is with the Chilean miners. Yeah. So that was good. So someone down there was like, well, you guys are probably going to die. We're all going to die, but let's do a little <laughs> science while we're down here. Mm-hmm. Well, it was rigorous. You know, you know, miners are known for their big brains and... Um, dedication to the scientific inquiry yeah we're going hard at on miners right now fuck miners yo i ain't said shit yeah check the tape (laughs) okay well jed i think it's a good opportunity i i can't recommend it or not but you know that's cool if you want to take it and uh i guess we'll check back in it's too stupid of me to be like, I don't want this job that pays me a lot. I want a different job. That's how I feel. I can already well, tell you, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to be back on the show six weeks from now. And we're going to be like, hey, just following up. You said you might take a job. And you were like, oh yeah, I took that job. I got fired from that shit. It was dumb. And we're going to be like, God damn it, Jed. I mean, well, I guess there are two types of fired. There's the fired that for incompetence, and then there's the fired for, like, you didn't come to your job ever. That one. Okay, right. I guess incompetence. If I got fired for incompetence, I'd be like, fellas, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it required no previous skills. They just need me to highlight shit on emails. I could not find the highlight tool. <laughs> I w- I'm just waiting for you to come back in and be like, they didn't tell me. It was in Italian. I don't know it. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> that was a spicy meatball. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? Maybe I'll have some wacky tales. One can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Some sick content, maybe. <laughs> well, I thought your content for this week was going to be about how apparently uh, the city of Pittsburgh is under assault by Mother Nature. It actually is. It's so windy right here. I, I don't think you can hear it, but it is like, I don't know if you remember when you were a kid and there were trees on your house, and it got really windy. And I, I huffed like, too much gasoline. You huffed too much gasoline. I don't remember what childhood. it was like when I was a kid. <laughs> well, maybe that's for the better. I don't. I don't know what your childhood was like. But, <laughs> but everyone's power is out. Like massive, massive swaths of the city are 
have power outages. Like you can't, I couldn't go to any beer. I tried two beer distributors that were around my house that were both closed because the power was out and ended up stealing a beer from my upstairs neighbors for this. And we actually, today we were watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and had a bunch of people over whose power was out. We were just drinking and watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. That's all right. Yeah, Jed, Jed texted me three hours prior to the show and was like, I can't find a beer. I might have to drink wine. And I was yeah, like, because I have wine. This will be great. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, I'm going to really settle into being a wine boy on the show. <laughs> hey, I mean, it wouldn't make the, it wouldn't make things worse. I, no, I don't yeah, think. That's true. Next article. <laughs> uh, we're going to go with MHLnews.com. Turning beer into fuel. Now, I hate on uh, like low ABV or no ABV beers pretty hard, but it is good to know that um, AB InBev is using the alcohol, uh, the leftover alcohol from the creation of those beers, um, and they're they're sending it over to uh, to be converted to fuel each week. I guess seventy five thousand liters of this alcohol is. Um, sent to uh, Alco Group, a Belgian biofuel producer, and uh, they, they make it into to usable fuel. One liter of usable fuel requires leftover alcohol from 85 beers, which is pretty wild. Yeah, this is rad. I mean, really, just any time that production waste becomes something other than waste is good. Yeah, and I think we've done a couple articles where it's like, these people used, like, garbage water to make beer which is fine in concept but this is something that's like being done on a pretty wide scale uh pretty regularly which is a lot better to see now i feel better about uh drinking jupiler jupiler yeah (laughs) the amount of times i've sucked down a refreshing jupiler can't even count i can it was three i think (laughs) three refreshing jupilers was it in belgium yeah that it's the it's the bud light of belgium so I had a few hours out there watching okay. f- watching games of football. Sorry, I mean soccer. I'm so European. Very European. Uh, Jed, I know there aren't very many pictures in this article, but do you have any thoughts you want to give us? Okay, for the people, you almost made me spit take just now. For the dick. people, that's what I said to them in the chat. That was my joke that I made. You motherfucker. <laughs> so I still I still haven't gotten that because my Skype is so fucked. <laughs> okay, so Sam didn't even know that that was a joke that I made. Um, my thought was, what if <laughs> what if they used all the urine from the what's that brew dog? Yeah. What if they used that to like turn that into fuel or turn that into beer or something didn't on they, the on the airplane? Didn't they do that with? Like, all pee from some sort of festival in Europe. Didn't we see that a while ago? I feel like I remember that, even though that is no way. There's no way I was on that. <laughs> yeah, keep it up, Sam. Just keep sending emojis in the chat. Perfect. What like is the, the view behind the scenes of the recording process. Yeah, inside baseball. Jed, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the new Skype is so bad. Like, it's just not good. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> super duper bad. Yeah, I don't know. This is cool from an environmental standpoint. This is cool that like something so dumb, such as brewing beers, is like being turned into something that's cool a little bit. Yeah, it's cool yeah. when things that are cool turn into something cool. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. <laughs> are you making fun of me now? Thanks, Cheech. The script does seem to have flipped in the past couple appearances. Like It used to be that you and Sam would just trash me for like an hour and a half. <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, stupid Jed doesn't have a job. He'll probably get fired, idiot. <laughs> I think I think really it's um, I'm mean to whomever, and sometimes Jed makes himself an easy target. And really, when you think about it, it's on Jed that he gets made fun of so much. Oh, I, I feel like it, it makes the show better. <laughs> but yeah, I always thought that the, the, the relationship that we had was that Sam would make fun of one of us and then the other one would get in on that sure. and then it would just kind of be a battle and then and no then, one would make fun of me because i don't have faults well you're too pathetic i don't know <laughs> we love you and we think you're fragile and weak <laughs> soy boy beta cuck over here <laughs> 
Yeah, as Tyler, as we used to say freshman year of college in 2008, soy boy beta cut. Yeah, you guys were really on the bleeding edge there of, of weird burns. Yeah, we didn't know it would turn out to elect Donald Trump for president, but... Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, that's done. Sam, what's been going on with you? Speaking of soy boy beta cucks, what's going on with me? <laughs> yeah, see, that's an example of a hot transition. Uh, I, I, I live and I learn. <laughs> you definitely have not learned <laughs> We haven't even hit 300 episodes yet. Jed, give him some time. Uh, here, here's a good example of a transition that you can use later. Maybe you're gonna have to cut this, but after, <laughs> after, like after I told whatever thing I was telling about all the wind here, you were like, "So this article is M- from MHL News." You know, I think a good example of a sneaky transition would be say something like, "Start laughing," and then be like, "Well, we definitely can't air that story about your son," and then start into the article or something like that. So then it just seems like a ton of shit was cut. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, so the thing is, Tyler, that I think you're not considering is how bad you are at your job. But holy shit, please don't do that thing Jed just said. That's bad. That's bad as hell. That's What's bad? That example or that concept? I'm going to go with both. Yeah. Hey, speaking of things that are bad, cosmopolitan.com. So, oh my god, no, we have to talk about you, Sam. No, 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 so no, no, no. Jed, we you haven't been on. This is a thing I've been doing every now and then lately. It's a, an irregular recurring segment. Honestly, uh, it's clever on his part. Uh, when I don't have interesting things to talk about, I just look at Cosmopolitan.com and find some of their sex stuff that's funny, and we talk about it. Wait, when I don't have interesting things to talk about... You just make me talk anyways, and then I just seem like an idiot. Bitch, so, you're on me. once every six weeks. You should have yeah. something once every six weeks. I'm on here every week. Interesting Jed, stuff doesn't happen every week. Jed, if you want to come up with a, a semi-recurring segment to get out of having to share content, that's perfectly legitimate. I appreciate you. Yeah, if you if you want to every, every four or so episodes like I do, do that. Uh, then you can do that, and every fourth episode. So now you're doing that segment like three times a year. So right. I yeah. look forward. I look forward to that in in uh, the middle of Q two of this year. <laughs> all right. First of all, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Tell me about this sick new segment. Tell me how they want to knuckle my taint. Yeah. So um, I think the first week I talked about a sex thing and asked if you thought it was a good idea, and the second week. I, I n- pulled some things from a listicle and said, which which is the one of these that you think I made up? This time, it's another, a little bit of a gamification. Uh, this is from their Sex Positions for Halloween article. Uh, the Monster Mash? Wait, this uh, isn't helpful. Uh, no, it's not. I just had to go far enough back to find one that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> there's so many of these, and so many of them are boring, but this is pretty funny. Yeah, Monster Mash, not on here, unfortunately. Uh, Too bad. There are eight positions. They all have names. I'm going to tell you the name. You tell me what you think it is. Okay, also, I, I was on the episode last time when you did this, but go ahead. And you didn't know about the... <sighs> you're, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Why would I ever remember anything from these episodes? Go. From when you listen to them to help you get to sleep. <laughs> People tell me my voice is very relaxing. <laughs> they mean you're boring, Sam. They're rude. <laughs> this, this first one... Not in order for those of you reading along at home. I'm jumping around here. Uh, I am going to post this in the show notes. Do your best not to read it. This is called Trick Oral Treat. What do you think that is? Oral sex. I think I think you take, um, you know those like Smarties necklaces? Mm-hmm. You wrap one of those around his penis and then you eat them off. Okay. I think it's when you hold a lollipop next to... Um, a person's penis or their vagina and uh-huh. you go down like you're going to give them uh, oral sex and then you either decide to give them oral sex or you trick them and eat the candy. So it's a little uh, bit of a tease move. Right. Well, it's a trick. Or, or, or a treat. Oral treat. Oral treat. Trick oral treat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give Tyler the win on this one. He was closer. Woo. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's upsetting, but uh, the first few lines are 
Put candy into service as a BJ enhancer. Pop something smooth and round like Skittles, Reese's Pieces, or M&Ms under your tongue and hold them against the underside of their shaft as you slide your mouth up and down. Wait, wait, wait. On the underside of your tongue and hold them on the underside of their did shaft? I say? Did I say underside of your tongue? It doesn't say that. If okay. I did, that's my mistake. Yeah. Ouch. Sounds knobbly. Skittles? Oh, sorry, wait. The Skittles are falling aside your penis. Please yeah. wait while I reposition them. Yeah, up it, I, yeah I feel like it, it, it requires a lot of, like, lingual dexterity to like, to trap the candy between uh, the, the dick and the tongue. But uh-huh. um, that being said, I've never given a blowjob, so maybe that isn't that tough. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You guys ready for the next one? Yeah. This yeah. one's called Broomstick Ride. You okay. fucking shove a broomstick in your pussy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't feel like a like a sex position so much as something to do when you're bored. Okay, I would say what Tyler said then. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Put a broomstick between your legs and grind upon it. One of those it. Harry Potter broomsticks that my brother had. Yeah. Oh, the vibrating ones that people were awakened by. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. So yeah, um, I'm sorry. You're both wrong. Uh, I can't give the points to either of you. There's no broomstick involved here, which I feel like is misleading. Mm. Um, yeah. Have your partner lie on a narrow, sturdy surface like a coffee table. Plant your feet on either side of the table to mount them, uh, facing their feet in a sort of elevated reverse cowgirl. Uh, and the only reason that I pulled this out is, if you do read along at home, uh, this is pretty funny just because of the picture. Um, mm. can, I, can I send this to you? Just this Co- picture. Don't copy, spoil the article. Copy image address. Paste. Yeah, this sounds pretty complicated for you. Sam, is this going to give me a huge boner right now? <laughs> no. Error. Invalid size parameter 980, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Can't argue that. Uh, it's really just... Um, it's it's kind of what you imagine. It's, it's Wait, a... hold on. I got it. I got it. Oh, did you? I sure did. Hit huh, me with it. Like he's levitating. Yeah, so they describe it as, as uh, he's supposed to lie on on a coffee table or something, but it looks like either he's levitating or he's super duper strong. Like he's propping his weight and her weight up just like on his elbows. Yeah. Um, what? And also, she's wearing a witch hat, which I think adds to things. And he's holding a witch hat. Yeah. <laughs> is that a witch hat? What What is he holding? That is a witch hat. Why is Why does he have that? He's a male witch. Uh, he's a real goofy goober. You guys want one more? One more, yeah. Uh, I'll let you pick between two. Do you want to do the Warlock's Brew or the Twizzler tie-up? Well, the Twizzler tie-up's too easy. Too obvious. Too obvious. The Warlock's Brew, yeah. that sounds fascinating. Yeah. That's, that's, when, that's when you use your butthole as a cauldron. <laughs> you just pour a bunch of stuff in there and mix it up. Oh, you pour. Oh, okay. So it's not sexual, other than that it's the butthole. Well, like it's like a it's like a visual stimulant. Uh, I'll let you guys keep riffing. Um, I think Citra's barking at her reflection. I'll be right back. Wait, what was it called again? Warlock? It's called the the Warlock Warlock's Brew. brew. Uh, see, there are so many liquids involved with sex, but I don't really want to include any of them in my answer. So I think that's giving me some trouble. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, we, hmm, what would you brew up? I don't know. I don't know. The only cauldron, the easiest cauldron, I would say, is the mouth. Also, okay, you know, not the butthole. <laughs> I guess if you're real loose. I've seen a smoothie made in a butthole before. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Not like in person. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. Okay, sure. I mean, okay, the butthole. Well, I'm going to guess the mouth. I want to say this involves the mouth. Okay. You, you can say this involves the butthole. Okay. And I want one think? of the... What? But what do you think happens to the mouth? 
Um, you can't just say that's the cauldron. Something has to, a brew has to occur inside this cauldron. I don't know. I, re- I really, there's only one answer I can think of, and I'm not going to give it. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm going to revise my answer. It's not when you just throw a bunch of magical ingredients into your butthole and stir it up. Oh, I no you longer, said magical ingredients? <laughs> I, no longer, I no longer like that. It's when you hide a bunch of eyes of newt in your mouth, oh. and then he finishes in there, and then you've made a warlock's brew. Wow, shit. Uh, I'm guessing the same thing. You guys are both right. Great job. <laughs> no, uh, this is such a fucking reach by Cosmo. Uh, I'm just going to read the whole thing word for word. This is a reach by Cosmo. This Words I never thought <laughs> by Cosmo. Here we go. Uh, let your... <laughs> I can't even read this without laughing. Let your partner enchant you via penis magic with a wicked 90 degree twist on missionary. Uh, as they thrust, circle your hips so it's like they're stirring your cauldron, double-doubling your orgasms. And also, that's not really what the picture is of. So it seems weird to me that, that that's the description. That's silly. That is silly. When you said penis magic, I was like, oh, are we making a wand disappear? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Cosmo isn't smart enough for that joke. Right. Uh, well, honestly, it's it's too bad that we just did this segment um, because now we have to talk about from beerculture.com selective outrage does inclusion include us another another heavy article <laughs> nice is this, yeah. this going to be about uh, sex stuff uh, not really okay cool because um, if we went from that to like something that makes me feel sexually like like guilty somehow then i would be super bummed are you saying that not everything makes you feel sexually guilty because i just feel dirty shame all the time must be nice uh but anyway yeah so um we talked about that uh great lakes brewing news article in which the dude maybe satirically said that like the me too movement was impeding his ability to just bang everything in sight while also somehow talking about Cascales. And I think we also um, talked about Trillium and their issues with, like, forcing their workforce to reapply for jobs with worse pay and worse benefits. And we're not the only people who talked about those things. They, they were both big uh, issues on the Internet and the, the you know, brewer-verse, I guess. Uh, and um, both Trillium and Great Lakes Brewery News felt uh impact from these controversies but the author of this article whose name is i want to get it right here tony canada um she points out that the same rage is not really applied to um say founders which admitted in court that they uh they fostered an environment in which one of their um, african-american employees was twice called the n-word um, and was disciplined for a bunch of stuff that his white colleagues weren't disciplined for. And um, I think we're kind of guilty of this because I'm pretty sure we actually talked about this article a while back. We, ta- and, we talked about the Dude Dropping N-Bombs article. Or at least we yeah, talked to, about a Dude Dropping N-Bombs article. I don't know if it was the right. same one. Yeah, and so like while we did cover it, um, you know, I'd have to go back and listen to exactly how we talked about it, but um, at least Tony Canada says that that sort of issue, you know, when it applies to, to racism um, or uh, other issues relating to people of color, the the outrage really isn't quite there. The coverage isn't really quite there. The um, consequences that change industry aren't really quite there. And I think it's a fair point. And it's a really, uh, I mean, it's a very emotional piece. Um, this person obviously has a lot uh, invested in both of these communities and cares a lot. Um, and it's, it's a very good piece, and I think, you know, you should just read it instead of listening to me talk about it. Um, but it brings up a lot of really good points. And I don't really know what else to say, but I think it's valuable. It's, usually I'm just like, okay, I'll just skim the article. But you don't usually post real articles, so now <laughs> yeah. I have to, have yeah, to it's, read what it says. It's, it's tough, Tyler. I feel like you've put me and Jed in a weird place. <laughs> because usually you introduce the article and then we riff. Uh-huh. And you've pretty much said... Don't listen to us, and also there should not be jokes about this. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think I, we're put in a specifically hard place. Like we're not. I don't think 
it's that bad. But it's definitely like if we want to talk about this article, then we're just gonna have to stop and read the entire. And, article. and also, we have to assume that the listener is going to also. But yeah, we definitely talked about this because there's the reference to the quote black guy printer versus white guy printer. Yeah, yeah, oh, I remember that. We yeah. we definitely talked about that, uh, and and, like, and and the whole thing was I guess they thought they were being funny, and right. it's not it's not funny, and. and and like I, shit, I shit just didn't blow up the way that it probably ought to have. Right, and and also, you know, just speaking from a personal standpoint, you know, I read this this post and I was like, damn, um, you know, I cover this and I still like I don't pause when I'm at the store and see a founders. Like I consider getting a founders, but like I would never buy like Great Lakes Brewing news, you know. And so even well, though but I, that's that's not a good comparison, you wouldn't buy a Great Lakes. You wouldn't buy any sort of magazine about beer i guess but i'm like more aware of what great lakes brewery news did and it sticks out in my mind more than what founders did even though we've covered both the articles i think that's recency bias maybe maybe i'm hedging here but i can you can you pull another example that isn't from last week's episode um Well, like, I mean, I do, like, there are a bunch of companies that have, you know, quote-unquote sold out, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy that, you know? Yeah, that Um, that does shed a really negative light on the two of us, Tyler, (laughs) that that I remember, I remember that Ballast Point sold out, and I even remember that Founders sold the majority stake, right? but I don't remember that Founders did this shit. And 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 Founders didn't do it, but people at Founders did it, and they should be held accountable. This is the founder's culture. Yeah, and I think it's really important for us to stop and take a look at ourselves in that way. You know, we reported on all of these things, but some of them stick out more than others. And it's important to think, uh, you know, why is that? So, yeah, I mean, all that's serious, but there it is. Yeah, I think for me, I obviously don't have breweries are like just not something that I have headspace Mm -hmm. like that that I dedicate any headspace for. But like music is much more that way. Uh-huh. So, like, there are definitely tons of artists that I don't listen to when I hear things about this. And I'm interested if I, like, do it. Like, you only listen to Remix to Ignition by R. Kelly because no other R. Kelly songs are good enough. <laughs> that's how that's how I approach R. Kelly, at least. Um, yeah, the perfect example. <laughs> R. Kelly. No, it's, it's more like I'm trying to think if I do anything... Um, similar to this where certain bands or certain artists that have like stories stick out to me more than others. Like yeah. I just like throw them off because there are definitely, I don't know. I can definitely think of like artists that are accused of sexual assault or stuff like that. Like that mm-hmm. stands out to me, but thinking about like artists that were like accused of racism and stuff like that is less easy for me to like think of artists that I like, that I already like that, that I, have heard like rumors about or accusations or anything like and that. I think maybe if we did a like an indie music podcast, we would find more of that stuff because because we have to dig for for news every week. Yeah, and it might just be that like some of that shit like people don't like to hear that their favorite band is racist or whatever. So sometimes that stuff just doesn't really make waves, and you kind of have to search for it. Yeah, well, you just I mean I don't know like I. No one likes to hear that anyone does that stuff, right, obviously. But I think it's more, this is so much more real. But this is, like, so much more real than this podcast is. But, you know, the issue I, I agree Tyler made a mistake. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think, think this is a mistake. valuable conversation. Yeah, this is, I agree completely. It is a valuable conversation. Um, but I think the, the more issue is that people are, like, they just don't have any empathy for the, for, like, the victims of this shit so it's like god like i like founders is my favorite brewery you know it's not unreasonable for someone to have founders be their favorite brewery for whatever reason you know the the most mundane reason and then they find this out and they're like ah this sucks but like you know i like i agree that that was shitty but i'm not gonna stop drinking founders just because of that but it's like that's just having no empathy for like the oppressed <laughs> you know like anyone that has to deal with that shit that's just being like well it's worth it like it's worth them to have to deal with that for me to just keep having my comfortable enjoyment of this thing uh, 
Yeah. I, I, I feel like if you take it to, like, maybe a little bit of it, a little bit of an extreme, it's easy for consumers to ignore facts that are inconvenient to them. Like right. when you think about a lot of the clothes that we buy, like if you buy a tire from Nike. Oh yeah, for sure. Like those were almost certainly made by like little kids in sweatshops and that type of stuff. And you know, you kind of, yeah. you put it out of your mind. I mean, even, even if you think, I know Tyler, you're like a junior vegetarian at this point, but like, the 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 conditions that these animals are in is totally fucked, uh, uh-huh. and I still eat meat, and you know maybe that makes me a bad guy, but I you know while I'm eating that burger, I I'm not thinking about how the cow was slaughtered because it would bum me the fuck out, and I put the fact out of my head. Yeah. Well, I I mean I don't think the point of me sharing this was not to say that we're bad people. I just think it's worth reflecting on our thought processes and what does and does not stick out you know you we're not going to change everything necessarily but we can you know you 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 not getting that burger isn't going to change the conditions for those animals necessarily but you being more aware of what you choose and choose not to think about i think will help you make informed decisions if that makes sense i so i actually like I disagree with you in a weird way. Like, not that I think not knowing shit is a good thing, but I think that in a way I'm worse than the ignorant person. Because the ignorant person doesn't know that what they're doing has, like, implications. And I know and am choosing to do what I do despite that. And me not buying a single cheeseburger isn't going to do shit all. But, you know, a million people all not buying cheeseburgers, like, that has economic effects. Maybe not a million, maybe a hundred million, whatever. I, I, I'm not good enough at economics. But en- enough people saying, you know what, fuck you guys, does have an effect, as opposed mm-hmm. to me thinking about a bad thing I'm doing while I'm doing it. Oh, well, I wasn't saying just thinking is good enough. I do, I'm kind of assuming that being aware will eventually lead to some changes. Not so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the growth is what's important. But, uh, but I mean, just just look at the conversation that us three numbnuts have had. Um, this is clearly a valuable article, and I, I think people should read it and reflect on their own thought processes. Uh, and, 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 I, and have your own version of this conversation, which is smarter. Like, right. like yeah. honestly, show, show this to your friend that likes beer, and you both read it, and you both, like, have a one of those let's get real type of conversations because it's a valuable exercise. Yeah. 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 I think uh, for sure. Um, and now let's uh, – do you guys want to, like, talk about how much our beers taste like butt and stuff? Yeah, let's rate. Yeah, sure. Let okay. me start out here. I had Founders Brewing Company's Sumatra Mountain. <laughs> you really fucked me on this one, Tyler. <laughs> wow. I did not remember that you had Founders. Yeah, me I, I, I held it up to the webcam for part of that conversation, but you guys were probably looking at the good article instead of the bad yeah, Skype. Yeah, I was reading the article. Yeah. Yeah, so this colored my experience a bit. And so I'm really, like, I'm at a loss. It's weird for me to uh, look to the Doughboys. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Doughboys. Not, I haven't listened to a full episode, but I am familiar with the podcast. It's It's a very, very funny podcast where they review chain restaurants. And one of the many chains they've reviewed was Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. And they kind of debated, like, do we let their politics affect our rating? And they never, they never really settled in a way that I found satisfying. But like, a, a lot of people, like you know, CEOs are generally not the best people from a like strictly a morality standpoint. Like, if you dig too deep in any of those fucks, they're all sociopaths. So then, then it gets to a point of like, do we just have to judge them based on how much research? we've done about them being bad people and so i'm gonna do my best to rate this beer without taking anything about the brewery to heart and i just like i want to throw that out off the top because i don't i don't want it to seem like i think what they've done and you know i don't want to devalue this big conversation we just had but at the same time i i think it's important to step back and recognize just the beer and let you 
uh, add your add your own addendum to think if if this if this stuff makes you think drinking founders is unacceptable, I totally get that. In that case, don't drink this and ignore my rating, and that's totally fine. So wait, okay. So I, I understand if you want to say like, okay, this podcast, like every time we've rated. I mean, for me, every time I've rated, it's been like, you know, sometimes something will thread this in, but it's almost always exclusively about like the flavor and then i just throw some number out there right yeah <laughs> but yeah. like it's never been like I, I can't really think about a time where i've been like genuinely incorporated the bottle design or something like that into the rating so if I, think, I, I think maybe you don't but that does happen a lot right so i think if you do that then this article why wouldn't this be relevant i guess i, I guess have, I, I don't want to impose uh how i feel about this like politically or emotionally on you i want you to read this article and you have your own reaction and you adjust my score instead of me saying i'm gonna knock three points off because founders a bunch of assholes then you can knock one point off or you can knock 10 points off and and that's up to you wait why don't you go ahead i think it's fine for him to do it either way as long as he has some sort of rationale for it i mean all of our ratings have always been very subjective Right, putting so putting things on a ten point the, scale that are this right. opinion based is silly to yeah. begin with. If he, if he, yeah, so if he chooses or not, it doesn't really matter as long as he says why. Okay, but what are the consequences then? Are you gonna? Are you when you read this article? Like, what are the consequences of this thing? Since you're still gonna rate the beer in a more true to its flavor and packaging, and not so much to the brewer, are you gonna not I, buy I, founders? Yeah, yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Is that well, what it's going to be? Yeah. Probably. This, this is quite possibly the last Founders beer I'll ever drink. Okay, yeah. so then that yeah. makes more sense. So it's like, okay, I'm going to rate this based purely on its taste. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's fine to be like, well, I would give I would give this beer a this, yeah. but based yeah. on... No, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll give, I'll give totally two ratings. Like, like, just, yeah. like, like, why debate which score I should give? It's fucking Calvin Ball. It's our goddamn podcast. I'll just give both scores. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just more like, it's like the consequences of this article shouldn't be like, you should read it and tell us what you think. You know, that can't be the consequences. Well, but like, I do, I do think that people should read this article. Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's part of it. But like, yeah. we are allowed to have, we are allowed to speak to consequences as well. Sure. So go ahead. Sorry. Sure. Um, yeah, I unfortunately I thought this beer was pretty good. It's like the mouthfeel wise, as I mentioned, it was a little disappointing. I like would want this to be fuller, but uh, the coffee flavor in it was great. The malt balance was great. The ABV was uh, impressive for what it tasted like. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven point six asterisk four point six. Sure. And I, you know, as as the listener, feel free to, you know, take take from that what you will. I guess uh, I would recommend this to someone who still feels comfortable drinking Founders beer. <laughs> I have to give you the homework of reading this article before you make that decision. Yeah. Uh, and likes a coffee beer because this is a great coffee beer, and I can't take I can't say it isn't. Um, See, I think uh, I don't know. It's weird. I I don't I I don't know if I agree. I, I think you can say whatever you want, you know? Yeah, well, I, I am he, saying whatever yeah, I want. Can, I'm, he, exactly, he can. I, I'm saying it would, be, he, it would be dishonest for me not to say it's a great coffee beer, because it's a great coffee beer. But if, Yeah, but not considering that you vehemently disagree with the practices at Founders Brewing and you don't think you'll buy their beer again. I, I, okay, so maybe I have to rephrase it. Blindfolded, this is a great coffee beer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I... I, I I feel, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you two are talking past each other for some reason. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure how to figure, fix that. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a beer with uh, a good malt character and good coffee flavor. And I would argue that that makes it a good coffee beer. Whether you want it or not, that's kind of your call. And I'm not going <laughs> to try, try and, like, impose it on you. Um, I've talked enough about it. Someone else, please. Yeah, it was a good. What, what's the style that you called it? A what coffee beer? Uh, good. I think is what I said. <laughs> good coffee beer. That's all you said. I think. I don't know. I thought there's another word that you had in there. 
Good blank coffee beer. Liquid. <laughs> no, I think it was... Maybe pretty good? I don't remember. No, no, no. It wasn't... It was... Okay. You were just calling it a coffee beer. Okay. I'm going to do mine now. I had from the blemishless, blameless Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. No, I don't know that. They probably, like, kill all the bees or something. Yeah, don't don't Google it. Yeah. Uh, I had Sierra Vesa, a uh, lager, 5% ABV. I really do think this is a great candidate for uh, of the beer mile. It might be what I'm drinking for the beer mile. Um, it is uh, low in carbonation, low in taste, low in body, very drinkable. I don't particularly enjoy this style, really, um, but I didn't find it offensive. So I'm going to give it a four, I guess. Uh, like, it is easy drinking. It does taste like a lager, but I don't know that I would ever want to pay $11 for a six-pack of this again. Uh, so I recommend this to people doing the beer mile. I think it's a good choice. Nice. Jed. All right. I had um, Buck Snort Stout from North Country Brewing Co., uh, which is in Slippery Rock. It was um, it was fine. It Again, like I said before, it had the coffee flavor to it, not much of a chocolatey flavor. It didn't have – I don't know. what I, I, I haven't drank a lot of stouts recently, so I'm, like, trying to remember how much of, like, a carbonation they have. Does that – I don't know. Like, this was very smooth is actually what I'm trying to get towards. Okay. So that sounds um, – that sounded like a criticism, and then you turned it into a compliment. Right, yeah. Well, I couldn't tell – like how much carbonation? Like I, I'm not, I'm trying to think if I've had a stout that wasn't very smooth is really what it is, and I can't recall. But this was a very smooth drink. It's what is it? Seven point zero percent, and I would say this wasn't super heavy. So while it's a stout, so it is still heavier than a like um, a, what a porter. Is that, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Um, I saw you look into your left. Do you have a cheat sheet over there? You have a whiteboard with a list of styles? No, I was just trying to – this is, I guess, my thinking pose. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself just now. It's a good look. Thank you. Um, Victory episode. What, what? We've just learned so much about ourselves and no, each other. It, it just cut out, so I didn't actually hear the words you said. Oh. Anyways. I said I explored your butthole in this episode. <laughs> you really did. I feel like you know my butthole a lot better now. Yeah. And so do I. Um, I would say that this is a bit above average. I liked it. It's obviously not as good as all the sours that I love these days because I'm a sour lover now. Um, but I'd give it a 6.8. Yeah. Okay. It was, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think that I would prefer to drink a stout like this over an IPA of any kind. I think I prefer the flavor of this. So I would recommend, go ahead. Do you think uh, the time of year affects it at all? Like generally, like as a quick rule of thumb, it's like dark beers in the winter, uh, pale ales in the summer. And like when sometimes I'll have an IPA and be like, this is a good IPA, but I don't really want it right now. Do you, do you think that the time of year is affecting that at all? I think it could. When I think of time of year, I think of like summer shandy was like the first beer that I ever had that someone was like, this is like a summer beer. Like someone said that about that. And I was like, I hate this. So well, that's that, because summer shandy tastes like asshole. Right. But that was like, so my always when I think of like time of year and like, if I prefer this to that, I'm like, fuck that, that's stupid. But I do understand the, you know, like something heavier like this being more of a winter or a colder like if you think about think drinking so. drinking this like uh, 95 degrees at a barbecue, doesn't it appeal to you less? It feels loaded to me. I, I'm obviously <laughs> I setting the table to get the response that I want, but yeah, I actually don't think I can answer that. I think that I think that personally I don't care about that as much as other people would. But it would be very easy for me to see. I can easily recommend this as a winter beer. Yes. I don't care as much about that, um, but I would definitely understand if someone was like, this is way too heavy for <laughs> to have at a barbecue during the summertime. You, you, you should buy another one of these and wait until the next time you're on in the summer. Like, 
come in early August and record on the back porch and tell me what you think of this beer. I'd love to see if your opinion changes. Yeah. I mean, if this beer was warm, I would probably vomit. Is that it? It would get, it would get warm if you're outside and it's hot out. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to, you'll have to have me back on. We'll see. Oh, damn it. (laughs) All right. Well, listener, we would love to have you tell us what you thought about You say that. listener now. I appreciate that. You changed that. You don't say listeners anymore. You just say listener. That's good. <laughs> I, it's, you know, more real. It feels more uh, personal. Exactly. Uh, we would love to hear what you thought about that culture article. Of course, you won't tell us that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if you feel like it, you can uh, email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on our links at BruceDayTuesday.com. Don't the best. Keep it down. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. <laughs> Fuck. So say goodbye, asshole. Don't call him an asshole. Goodbye, asshole. Goodbye, asshole. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. I will Venmo $5 to anyone that comes across this clip of this podcast 